Internet News Digest Review of the Year 3306. We recall the news so you don't have to. Part 4. Mining, Expeditions and Races. The beginning and the end of 3306 saw changes to mining in particular, but also to combat rewards. Competition between ship manufacturers led to some good deals to close the year, but more than anything, this was a year where rank-and-file commanders took charge of what was happening in the galaxy. In the previous episode, we recalled the Art of War Axie initiative and the conclusion of Operation Ida's repairs to damaged stations. There was so much more than that going on. In January, scribbling Senator Drew Wagar hosted a tour of the galaxy, concentrating on the history of the people, places and the events that made the galaxy what it is now. In February, he declares that he was going to retire, partly in protest at the silencing of Galnet by the authorities. He then came back from retirement in June to lead a trip to the former Dine Rift, and again in October to run an astronomical tour. It is unclear whether he will find other reasons to unretire in 3307, but it seems likely he will. Repeatedly. In March, the East India Company, shocked by news of people who clearly were not commanders, hoarding toilet paper and pasta, made all the rare goods and other commodities they normally trade at their trading post completely free for a month. The Deep Space Support Array was announced in April. This initiative, by the end of the year, deployed fleet carriers to all parts of the galaxy so that travellers are never far from a docking pad. At the same time, the Hull Seals put out an appeal for assistance, funding their small fleet of repair carriers. In May, the now-famous Battle for Dunker's Rest started. Really more of a prolonged campaign of attrition, EDS-38 fought back against a sneaky takeover of the WNL system by New Sinbad. The real concern for most of the galaxy was that biscuit production had to be halted until EDS-38's control could be restored. The war took place over a number of weeks with key contributions from a number of other factions. New Sinbad fought bravely, but eventually the sheer dedication of EDS-38 led the usurpers to choose to leave the system, and the very best biscuits in the galaxy are, once more, available. Colonia engineers continued to learn their trade with the help of a steady trade from commanders, and can now manage Grade 5 modifications on more modules than engineers in the bubble. In September, a prison breakout in the remote Eagle Sector Secure facility gave the Eagle Sector inmates the run of the facility, while the guard were and remain holed up in the shower block, behind improvised barricades. Also in September, Evelyn's Light, a memorial to Commander Jello Wiggler's daughter, was unveiled. The age-old mystery of Raxler remains a mystery, but the Turning the Wheel initiative has been investigating whether the faction known as the Dark Wheel can be prompted into releasing information about Raxler in return for a leg up getting them into certain prominent systems around the galaxy, including Lave, Sol, and the currently inaccessible LFT-509, which may or may not be the location of the Dark Wheel starport itself. There were several expeditions in 3306, including the Orio-Persian Conflux expedition, which had extra special fun at Waypoint 3 when, after an event with SRVs in a canyon, the fleet attempted to recall its ships, only to see what at first appeared to be fireworks, but turned out to be their ships exploding. The AI on the ships had apparently not encountered canyons of this nature and cheerfully flew the ships straight into the rock walls. 
There was, however, no Distant Worlds 3 expedition in 3306. The organisers of the Distant Stars and Distant Worlds expeditions are waiting to see what new excitement and discoveries the ability to land on planets with some sort of atmosphere will bring. Something that may or may not lead to an expedition during 3307. Canon Interstellar Research continued its research into the mysteries of the galaxy, although new discoveries were fairly limited. A couple of new phenomena were discovered at Lagrange points, including one, the Q07, which helpfully explodes if you approach it with your ship lights turned on. Canon also discovered two sets of colliding planets, gas giants rhubarb and custard in the KOI-413 system in August, and again in December, and the so-called Sinaean rocks in Sinuf WH-FC0, two landable planets that collide every eight days and one hour, to the delight, consternation, and sudden death, in that order, of any commanders who may be landed on either of the colliding bodies. Cannon published a paper detailing all the types of Thargoid surface site, something that may prove extremely useful when the forthcoming Odyssey project completes and set commanders the Cannon Challenge to visit every known type of lifeform and notable stellar phenomena in the entire galaxy. Starting in Cannon's home system of Verati, where you can cross humans and scientists off your list, the route zigzags the galaxy, covering an incredible 500,000 light-years from start to finish. Participants are encouraged to take an anorak, a thermos flask full of really hot tea, and some egg and cress sandwiches in case they get peckish halfway round. In slightly sadder news, the Gnosis, Canon's mobile laboratory, capable of jumping just once per week, was made redundant by the arrival of fleet carriers. It has had all its scientific equipment stripped out and now operates as a tour bus round some of the more spectacular sites near the bubble. Both the Buckyball Racing Club, run by Commander Alec Turner, and the Elite Racers, also run by... Commander Alec Turner, staged a number of races and time trials throughout the year. The Buckyballer's Halpy Hand celebrated the Hull Seals. Signs of Life was a sprint round as many life forms that could be visited in less than an hour, and Keys to the Carrier resulted in large numbers of Guardian Keys being deposited aboard a fleet carrier. The Buckyballers also hosted a drag race and a Colonia speed run. The Elite Racers races included the SRV 8-Wheel Drive Endurance Championship, a series of challenging long-distance races, and Commander Sandling achieved a new record in the Okunura Sprint Challenge at just over two minutes start to finish. Commander Primetime Casual hosted the fifth Speedball Championship, called Speedball 4. Unbelievable speeds were achieved hurtling towards planet HR6164 ABC2, and some of the pilots managed to avoid the ground, some of the time. Perhaps the oddest trial was the crazy Colonia Corrosive Cargo Caravan, where participants were scored based on the most dangerous corrosive cargo they could ferry to Cannon's Deep Space Research Facility in Canonia. Not many commanders entered, but Commander Factabulous is recorded as the winner. Mining had, for well over a year, been by far the easiest way to make a stack of credits. With a single container of Void Opal selling for 1.6 million credits, there was little reason for commanders to do anything else, even if they really didn't enjoy mining. In February, a first attempt was made to sort out market demand for these rare minerals. 
so that if too many tonnes of a commodity was brought into a system at once, it would reduce the price buyers were willing to offer. It didn't seem to work quite right, but it wasn't until fleet carriers were released and overlapping hotspots stopped working the way that they had that there were major problems. Void opals suddenly became as rare as their price indicated they ought to be, and all the hotspots mysteriously shuffled around to make way for the new mineable commodity, tritium. Painite mining took over as the quick and easy way to make money fast. And there matters rested until November, when the galactic markets recognised that, with the relative difficulty of core asteroid mining, the mineral was extracted that way should attract a higher price, except for void opals, which were capped at 1,300,000 credits. Painite and other laser mine commodities saw a steeper drop in price. Also in November, bounties and other rewards for combat were significantly increased. So perhaps mining is no longer quite so financially attractive as it used to be. Although, it's still pretty good. In September, Brewer Corporation funded upgrades to a number of outposts, making them into starports for the easier transfer of tritium to fleet carriers. And in December, with Core Dynamics seeking to take over Lake on Spaceways, both manufacturers started offering discounts on some of their models to improve short-term cash flow. These offers end on the 30th of December, not to be outdone, the engineers banded together to improve their public image among commanders. As part of this publicity drive, they have made engineering upgrades easier until the 6th of January. But that's beginning to stray into next year. In the final part of this review series of 3306, we'll look at the Odyssey Initiative, what we know now and what we can look forward to in 3307.